Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Then Daniel said, I would know the truth of the fourth beast that was diverse from all the others, exceeding dreadful, with teeth that were of iron and nails that were of brass, which devoured and break in pieces and stomped the residue with his feet, and of the ten horns that were upon his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom the three fell, even that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. I, Daniel, beheld, and I saw that that same horn made war with the saints, and it prevailed against them until the Ancient of Days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High, and that the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, as the interpretation came unto me, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all other kingdoms that came before it, for it shall devour the entire earth, and shall tread it down and break it into pieces. And the ten horns which came out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall arise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings, and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and shall think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hand until the time and times and the dividing of times. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion, to consume and to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cognitations much troubled me, and my countenance changed within me, but I kept the matter in my heart. Daniel chapter 7, verses 19 through 28. In Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. In that dream, there was a terrible statue, an image composed of four parts. When God gives Daniel the interpretation of that dream, it is revealed that the four parts are the four main kingdoms that will rule the earth, starting with Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Yet when it gets to the fourth and final kingdom, it will be divided. There will be conflict and opposition within it, and eventually God himself, shown in the form of a rock, will come and destroy it. At the returning of Jesus. We know this event as the Battle of Armageddon. Psalms chapter 18 verse 31 tells us, For who is God but our Lord, and who is a rock but our God? The prophecies of Nebuchadnezzar's dreams have come true through the ages. There have been four kingdoms, Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon being the first, followed by the Medo-Persians, then Greece, then Rome, the two legs that are divided because that it is later revived, and then it moves into the feet, which have ten toes, which are ten kings, 
which is the kingdom that the Antichrist rules and reigns in eventually. So then we skip ahead to chapter 7 of that same book. And we see this even more clearly when God gives Daniel a vision of this same thing, then speaks the interpretation of it to him plainly. This is what we just read in our opening passage. In Daniel's dream, he sees the same four kingdoms represented as four beasts. The first three are strong and terrible, but limited in their dominion. And the saints of God prevail against them. However, the fourth kingdom is different. It's far worse than the rest of them more violent. It makes war with the saints and actually succeeds in overcoming them for a season. It is blasphemous and boastuous and desirous of worship, and it is given dominion over all the earth. One of the things that makes this kingdom different is that it is a global kingdom, terrible It hates the saints of God, and it is allowed to prevail against them, to try and to test them until Christ himself comes to rescue them and defeat him. In Daniel chapter 12, verse 7, it says, And I heard the man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, when he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth forever that it shall be for a time, times, and a half a time, when he, the Antichrist, shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, then all of these things shall be finished. So why is this last kingdom led by the Antichrist allowed to overpower, overcome, and persevere against the saints of God? Why? To try, to test, to purify and make white the bride of Christ. To force men to choose a side, to see what is in the heart, to reveal who really believes, to expose and destroy every weed, and to prepare the wheat for the harvest season. Yet will God not leave his people defenseless or powerless in this time period? In fact, the scriptures tell us that during all of this, God will pour out his spirit in greater measure than ever before. For where sin abounds, grace, which is power, does all the more. Daniel chapter 12 verse 10 says, For many in this time period shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand what is happening, but the wise, they will understand. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 31, he tells us more about this time period when he says, And arms, which is military power, shall stand on the Antichrist's side, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place an abomination in it, that shall make desolate, and such as do wickedly against the covenant. In other words, those who enjoy their sin, shall this Antichrist corrupt even further with his flatteries. But the people that do know their God, they understand that he is holy, and they are led by the truth that he has left them. They are the righteous, and they shall be strong, and do great exploits. And they that understand among the people of God shall instruct many. 
Yet some of them even shall fall by the sword, and by flame, and by captivity, and by spoil, many days. Now when they fall, they shall be helped with a little help. But even when this happens, as he pours out his spirit upon them, many shall come and cleave to them with their flatteries, causing even some of them of understanding to fall away. This will happen to try the rest of them to again further sift and purify and purge and make white the bride, even unto the time of the end, because it is yet for an appointed time. And this Antichrist king, he shall do according to his will. You see, Christ did the Father's will. This is the Antichrist, the opposite of who Christ was. He does his own will. And he shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god and shall speak marvelous things against the god of gods and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished. For that that is determined shall be done. The Antichrist is given a short season. Yet scripture tells us that there has never been a time on the earth before more difficult than this one will be that is coming. Yet likewise has there never been a greater outpouring so that those who endure it will receive the greatest rewards in eternity. So blessed is the man that stands at the end of this dispensation and declares the glory of the real king that is coming. For we are given these great promises that even if it costs you everything to do so, it's okay, because you will soon be returning with Jesus and ten thousands of his saints and the angels to declare victory for eternity. So blessed are those who believe and keep their faith in the teachings of Jesus and the Holy Scriptures till the final day. Because Matthew 24 verse 13 tells us this, that he who endures till the end, it is him that shall be saved. And Jesus himself tells us in Luke chapter 18, verse 7, Shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry day and night unto him? Though he bear long with them, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith left on the earth. Lord, help us to endure. Help us to be faithful. Help us to trust in your words even when all of hell comes against us. Help us to be reminded that this world is temporary. It's not our home, that you have a place for us in eternity. Help us, Lord, to have excitement and anticipation for the great outpouring of your spirit that is coming. Help us to be reassured in our faith of the things that you spoke to us because that everything that has been written from creation to revelation is coming to pass right before us. This is not a time to be shaken in faith. This is not a time to give up hope. This is a time to be revived in our inner man because that everything you spoke is coming to fruition. You are a God of faithfulness and your words do not fall void. Therefore, everything that has happened gives us faith for everything that is yet to come. There is a reward, a new Jerusalem, and a resurrection. Hell has lost its victory over me and death has lost its sting because I believe in the words and resurrection power of my mighty living 
and soon coming king. Endow your people with power, Lord, that this fourth kingdom might be put to shame by the least among it for the glory of your name. I'm always amazed by the irony that as things in the Bible began to unfold, people become shaken in their faith and begin to let go. When in actuality, seeing the scripture, the impossible things that are written there from ages past coming to play right before our eyes should cement our faith for all the promises of God that are in it, for what comes at the end of it, for the fact that our King is coming, our Jesus will rule and reign on this earth for a thousand years and us with him in New Jerusalem, my friends. This is exciting to see the evidence of our faith manifested every single day. Of course, we see it in the lives that are changed. We see it in the people that are saved from their bondages and addictions, from their offenses, from their wounds and traumas. We see it every day as God speaks to us and his promises are fulfilled in our lives personally. But when we see it on a grand scale, the faith of many is shaken and they retreat and say, I don't know about this. But my friend, remember that his promises lie on the other side of what's happening. Because what the modern church has failed to teach us is that Pentecost always comes on the other side of Passover. Yes, it is very true that the scriptures tell us that we are to seek to be just like our king, that we are to even pray every day, Jesus, make me more like you. I want to produce the same fruits that you do. I want to be a reflection of you and your teachings in the earth. But my friend, we forget who he really is. It's not the people we see on the TV screen. It's the Jesus that went through Gethsemane. Mount Calvary, the one who had to love and wash the feet of his Judas only hours before he knew he was going to betray him to the enemy. No, biblical Christianity is not always easy. In fact, it rarely is, but it's always worth it because there's an eternity of rewards waiting at the end if you truly believe. So give us faith like Daniel in the lion's den, Lord. Give us courage to stand in the face of real opposition. Give us understanding as we seek you daily for revelation. Help us, Lord, to fast and pray and be separate from the Babylon that we have been placed in, but yet still able to be used to reach those who are lost within it. 